listeners of the Real Rejects YouTube channel, voice identification model. These are the, this is the AI of Greg. This is the AI of John. Coy speaking. And we are going to talk about Secret Invasion episode Thress. Start listening now. Oh damn. Oh damn. So they've like embedded her with fury. Who's not a double agent? Except Nick Fury. It's gonna be so heartbreaking. Man. Dude. Who do we trust? Who do we trust? Nobody. Is Amelia Clark dead? I think so. Yeah. Well, all right, let's chitty chatty. Okay. Well, first impression thoughts. I really enjoyed the episode. As per usual, we got some things we gotta talk about for sure. Um and it was really entertaining. It was faster paced than the other ones, which when you're shooting at midnight is convenient because you're like, oh, dang, I got to edit this. So shorter episode. All right. And on the flip side is just a viewer. I'm like, I kind of liked it before when it was a bit of a slower burn. And then some of the because there were some moments here that I thought, especially towards the end, when it came to like, is the plane going to hit the submarine? Though <laughs> those moments, I thought if there if it was more along the lines of the tone and pacing of the other ones then I think the suspense of that might have been more felt and more palpable. Sure. However, uh, overall, I still found the episode to be very entertaining, and there's some things to dive into, so I'm going to kick it off right here with uh, not being selfish and going, what was your overall thoughts, Sean? Oh, goodness. <laughs> no, yeah, I, I quite enjoyed this episode, and I liked how reliant it was on, yeah, like, you know, just character scenes back and forth, discussions and things yes. like that. Yes. Uh, yeah, th this is... I guess the one thing is like I was never really that concerned that like World War Three was about to start, so I'm waiting for like the macro stakes to really like kick in and start to feel like they're vital. But I really love the character work and yeah. the immediate, you know, story that they're telling us through these scenes that we're weaving. I think the the personal stuff, the the sort of on the ground stuff, is really engaging. And yeah, now I just want to kind of have the you know, big, massive stakes feel like they're also vital. Definitely. Definitely. I agree with all those points. Coyson. They said Super Scroll. They did. Uh, they did. I, this is some of my favorite dialogue in the MCU, and I feel like the MCU gets a lot of crap for just being like, oh, this is shiny. This is not, you know, weighted. This is all these things. And sure. even though I also didn't assume World War Three would break out in episode three of a show on Disney+, Plus, I did <laughs> feel like it was a show that allowed weight because of the dialogue. This was a show that has so much personality. There's a lot of really fascinating stuff with Mendelssohn where his insecurity and Samuel Jackson's insecurity are both so beautifully bouncing off each other because of their 30-year friendship. Yeah. I assume Ben Mendelsohn and Sam Jackson in real life have not known each other 30 years. Had I not known them as actors until this show, like say there were two unknowns, I'd be like, I bet these guys went to college together. That's yeah. how good they seem. And that's the writing. That's the way they're shooting it. That's the, the caliber of these actors. So personally for me, this is really, really impressive scene work, which is what I'm loving out of this tone. And this feels more like a comic to me. I love comics dialogue. You read a comic. You don't watch a comic. You're in a comic. So this is wonderful. Yeah, I agree. It's like their chemistry together is like a buddy comedy, but deeper than that. It's more nuanced yeah. instead of just the surface levels of like, oh, we give each other shit. You know, like <laughs> it, it, you could feel a real history and that they're working through some shit and yeah. as they're actually talking with with each other so i think that's great and uh we definitely want to talk a little bit more about that but the first thing we got to talk about obviously they, they just don Cheadle's in the credits yeah so his voice on the phone was either either roadie's a dick <laughs> or <laughs> i would love he's that a scroll <laughs> he's just secretly been a dick this just, whole he's time. just a 
jerk. <laughs> and what crazy ramifications that is for Armor Wars. Yes, Because that was made from a show into a movie. Uh, I imagine that'll tie into Thunderbolts with a, a world that hates and fears them coming for the X-Men. There's going to be a lot of distrust. There's going to be a lot of, wait, you were this high up in government. You were like number three to the president and you were infiltrated. You were an alien. How do we trust you? And then yes. maybe that leads to Armor Wars. And then obviously Thunderbolts maybe is retaliation to that. And then we found out they're bad guys. And yet again, the X-Men, like it's all a big powder keg. And I'm really loving how they're doing that. That's true. I mean, it makes me think about the ramifications of the conversation that took place between Don Cheadle and Sam Jackson in episode two mm-hmm. because and I will just interchange between calling them by their Sorry, actual yeah, names <laughs> into their character names uh, because in, in that conversation you know he was saying like I'm shutting you down Fury pretty much but he wasn't attempting to kill him or anything like right. that so if it is Rhodey he could have just been trying to protect him in some ways you know like protect him and keep him out of harm's way that's what I had taken down. it as yeah exactly um, or you know, if he is a scroll, he might just see him as a threat and being like, if there's one person capable of taking us down, it would be Nick Fury. So we got to stop him. You know, so it does have you kind of uh, ponder what some <laughs> of the objectives and motivations might be. But John, yes, how are you feeling about Don Cheadle, aka Terrence Howard? Uh, <laughs> it explains so much. Guys, the Armor Wars is clearly going to be about Rhodey carpet bombing Slovakia. Like he's said, yeah, it's true. He did too. promise. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's the thing that people have been speculating for a while, and I think it would be an interesting entanglement just because, yeah, Rhodey has worn a couple of faces. Will Smith's in this? Uh, keep my <laughs> daughter's name out of your mouth. Uh, yeah, I, I'm, I think that's fun. I think it's a fun prospect, and I bet that's something that they hid in plain sight in this episode to make sure. you go like, oh, okay, the the real shape-shifting game is now afoot. I mean, we've seen, you know, uh, Gravik's crew, you know, do their sinister, like, ooh, we're all, you know, we are all Gravik. I am Spartacus. But, uh, <laughs> um, you know, I think part of the big thing people are waiting for, part of the fun and games of this, beyond you know the more sort of mature marvel is well which of our heroes are you know going to be scrolls or when do they become scrolls and all that stuff and we've already had everett ross entangled in that debate and now we have you know the prospect of don Cheadle. so i don't know i think that'll be it'll give him a lot of fun to play with too i also think it's going to be really fun to watch how the show develops into what are the ramifications on the film side? Because a lot of these Disney Plus shows haven't impacted the films that much, but the next thing is The Marvels, which is a sequel to Captain Marvel as much yeah. as this is. This is a sequel to Captain Marvel and Endgame because of the dialogue, because of the conversations, but it's obviously a Captain Marvel sequel, so it's really great to have this in between The Marvels, sure. you know? So I'm really curious about that impact. I just hope the screenwriters of the movie uh, the- were able to get the scripts ahead of time. They didn't have time to watch the show. <laughs> yeah. No, we don't have time. No time. No notes. Yeah. <laughs> That's the... <laughs> That's the main thing we need to care about <laughs> right start now. From scratch, you know. Um, so, is Amelia Clark dead now? Yes, I'm I vote gonna, yes. I think so. Yeah. I really do. I really think her casting was do, genius to have do, it be like three episodes. Do you do you want me to proceed with why I truly believe she's not dead? Please. You are. Everyone here is setting themselves up for a minor spoiler in case. Oh, is there? You know a thing? I know a thing only because. I spent a good amount of time editing your interview with the director, so uh-huh. I got very familiar with the footage. Ah, <laughs> so you've seen like, footage of Amelia Clark like, has a, not a aired yet. Footage. <laughs> oh, that's so funny! Spoiler alert! Yeah, footage. That's my spoiler alert: the official trailers. <laughs> Yeah. I love you. Like, I'll go ahead and ruin Classic some real trailer quick. style. <laughs> Trailers. Yeah, yeah. a good trailer without a spoiler. To oh, that's so funny. I think it's intentionally they're trying to do a cliffhanger here to make you go, oh, wow, stunt casting. Um, but no, I, I definitely am like, 
there's so much trailer footage that I my mind went to. They didn't film a hundred million dollars. Unless unless they are all deleted scenes at this point. (laughs) We filmed twelve different sequences. (laughs) We used. Yeah, I I definitely don't think she's dead due to that fact. Um, They did a good job bait and switching them, and they did a good job setting it up where I'm like endeared to you. But I like that they got this out of the way of. You know, the reveal and Gravik finding out, uh, you know, mm-hmm. like, I've confirmed you are a liar. And <laughs> getting that out of the way so we can get to the meat. Because the meat of the show seems to really be about exploring the relationships. And as much as I like her being a double agent, that's going to allow us to probably have... I mean, I haven't seen footage of this necessarily. I imagine, though, that it would lead to her being able to have more conversations with Talos. Which I'd love to see. Yeah, and that's more of the thing that I really want to get to. Can we talk um, about how great Gravik is? Gravik is he's like amazing. man. I feel like he did such good work here. Feel like he'll kill you at any moment. Yeah, like, he really has that vibe. And his energy in that uh, museum scene, like we've seen him very subdued. I like seeing the big theatrical, like where he's presenting. He's like the blood versus yeah. the art and the ink. Like all of that was so presentational, and that was beautiful. We haven't really seen that side of him yet. And as his, as the resistance is rising, so was his performance. Yes. yes, it is being reflected in who he is. John, what do you think about? Nick Fury's wife. I'll give you ten points if you remember her name. Uh, is it? Oh, it's like Priscilla or something. We are w- one click away from seeing the cast list. Is it Priscilla? It's uh, drum roll. It's Priscilla. It is Priscilla. I'm done. Review accomplished. That's why I had no idea. The cash season on Comic Con weekend. Ready to call yeah, those points are coming Nick in. Fury's wife. Yep. The entire season. Priscilla. <laughs> Nicely nah, done. Now she's Priscilla. Now, please, John. Uh, what are your thoughts, on <laughs> Priscilla? <laughs> I really liked their scene together early on in the episode. I thought that back and forth and the uncovering of like the grief surrounding Nick Fury's avoidance of the trauma of the blip and all that stuff. But yes, jumping to the end of the episode, her with the safety deposit box and the special gun. Uh, I, I'm well. I don't know. Like, you guys, yeah. What is what is so special about this gun? <laughs> you had to hide in the safe. Did it set off an alarm to call Don? Well, like, I think she was picking up a mission, right? Right. It was like she was going there, and but but she already had her phone on her. She just said, "Grab your gun." Yeah, I'm like, hey, grab yeah. a gun. Yeah. Now yeah. you need this gun. You need, you need to go this, an hour out of your way. Work with any other gun. <laughs> yeah. It's a scroll. Global gun. work with the gun. Uh, but yeah, I, I think that that is also kind of setting up. I, I'm very curious because I think they're setting up us up for some kind of emotional conflict. I think you have the Talos and Gaia thing, which is a much easier to understand sort of divide between like why they're on different sides of the line. Sure. Thing. Whereas I feel like with Nick and Priscilla, you could have some more harsh and entangled sort of Gordian knot of reasoning as to why she might be involved with Gravik and and the, you know, what do you call their group? Whatever you call them. You know, uh, maybe there's some kind of leverage they have over her. Maybe she has been, like, spying on him and supplying information on Nick Fury, and maybe, you know, this will lead us to some kind of greater reveal about how the Nick we've seen walking around isn't actually the real Nick. I'm wondering, yeah, yeah, is the Nick on the spaceship still Nick? I like this is the thing. I'm the like, limp's how many Nicks are there? Like, there's been inconsistent limping, and yeah. Nick Fury's too good of an actor for that. What I like about the, especially what they drew with the Priscilla scene early on, comparing it to the reasoning that Talos gives to um, Nick about why he's siding here is because I'm with you. Where you get the scene in Priscilla, 
and clearly she's on the opposing side that Nick is on. Mm. And in the be- in the beginning part of this episode, she's almost like blaming him for why she's on the opposing side. Yeah, you know, like she had to become herself and leave him and his side. Yeah, and yeah. fully invest. Yeah, in the scroll, you know, cause it's good basically. character work. It's really good character. And work. Talos yeah. is seen in the car. It's basically. Talos. Talos. They've said both. Talos. Uh, I, I, well, Gravix says Talos. And then and we're I, go, I, when, I kept, when, I, when I kept hearing it, I was like, I guess it's Talos. <laughs> Talos. <laughs> I haven't seen Talos forever. Yeah. We're Talon. Talos. Yeah. So Talos. They're going to go back uh, and fix Captain Is that Marvel. the British pronunciation? <laughs> yeah. What's going on? Talos. Here? So Talos, uh, I really like in the uh, retroactive importance of Skrulls element. I always love when shared storytelling can make an impact bigger and his entire descriptor of like, no, 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 you owe me. The scrolls are right. why you're Nick Fury was some <laughs> of the most genius retroactive importance writing. Sure, like that yeah, scene definitely. by itself made me like the scrolls more than all of Captain Marvel. Yeah. Like that was yep. truly an impactful dialogue. And that's, that's what writing can be for me is like, I'd rather see that than a hundred Kree scroll war fight scenes. I'd rather yeah. see that than like that gave you so much juice in Marvel. And that's the power of good writing. So I want, that's why I want this grounded stuff because that now I want to rewatch Captain Marvel. Now I'm really excited to watch the Marvels, and it's all because of a dialogue scene with a great actor. Yeah, well, I love how Talos is like core need is to be appreciated. That's it. Yeah. He just wants <laughs> no. someone to care about him doing the work. Yeah. Listen, I know it's shitty, but I've been holding it down for so long. Just care, just say, don't even say thank you. Just me, look please. at me. Just like look a, at like me. a real relationship. Like, just want, I just want to be appreciated. <laughs> yeah. And well, then Mendelssohn crushes it without being whiny. He's just like, love it me. It is so sensitive. Well, and I, that's, I think that's the great thing about this show. Like this episode, I was really sitting there and relishing in the combination of, yeah, quality writing and performers who can really really like walk around in it and make it feel 100% na- like the scenes between Kingsley Benadire and Ben Mendelsohn are great and like mm. Kingsley Benadire has this great drawl this sort of like almost lackadaisical quality that even nice persists work. when he does you know kind of arch into something more showy and more flamboyant um but yeah just like the little ways in which they're like kind of kind of gets up on him and he's like touching him and he's kind of like choking on him in right. that one scene in the in yeah. the, when they're having the talk and then yeah between Ben Mendelsohn and Nick Fury there's just like such great like open emotional back and forth definitely <laughs> the violence too on this one man the hand I was like I, mean, I guess they can justify it by it heals right away but damn that is gro- that is gory like that, like, is, that, gory, is, that, is, that is gory it's gross yeah yeah, it's, and it's, there's some blood effects too. Yeah, I hate that. It's ter- yeah, that literally tearing at the flesh. There, that's that's the new thing. Disturbing gore. <laughs> the Deadpool new three R-rated coming to Disney yeah. Plus. It's already begun. Here Can't we are. Wait. All right. Well, one of our uh, keywords is theories. So, uh, Coy, throw us some theories. Uh, I do believe that's how we got to run this. Uh, <laughs> left. I think What's the SEO? Uh, I for see it's, the it's in the description box. Theory, theory. It says so, theory. So, yeah, throw some theories All right. Well, I'd like to start a rumor. I would uh, also like to confirm Fantastic Four in the next episode. Confirmed. Uh, I do think the Super Scrolls will be uh, more than one episode. So, I'd imagine the end of next episode, we get our first Super Scroll. And that's episode five and six. Yeah. Uh, my other theory is is that someone that is an Avenger is going to be revealed as a scroll in the fifth episode. You think they'll do that? Yeah. I think, really? I think we're going to get something huge. Wow. Like, that's going to be like a big, like, oh, my I God. Yeah. I don't feel like they're interested at all in doing that. I think we'll get, a like, an internet buzzy, like, bull 
Like where it's like, oh my god, did you see? I think it's gonna come like episode Shang-Chi four or five. Is a scroll. Yeah, Aquafina is a scroll. Aquafina is a scroll. Yeah, they didn't know. They find out via the show. Zachary like I watched Levi's it. Levi's character was a scroll. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone that's been recast: Fendral's a scroll. Terrence Howard's a scroll. Yeah. Edward Norton's a scroll. Edward Norton's a scroll. Okay. Terrence Howard appears and goes to Maine, and they just cut. I just want to hear one main. And I guess Maria Hill truly is dead. Yeah, it's uh, hard out here for a scroll. I hope sometimes there's some answers in the, um, uh, no. I mean, What are your theories, Annie? Uh, my theories is that uh, your theories <laughs> will come true. <laughs> I'll just say that. That is he you said heard the word here theories. first. <laughs> yeah, John? John, theories. theories. My theory <laughs> theories. is that some of the Keyword. theories are going to be wrong. <laughs> but yeah. a couple of the theories. All right. Are going to be a little bit kind of accurate, but not a hundred percent. My say, mind's blown. I would say <laughs> yeah. that with the way the reaction is edited, that is a breakdown in and of itself of the episode. <laughs> uh, you, we clearly talked about the ending, so that's been explained. Yes. Um, we're re- re- recapping. Is that the happened. headline now? The ending explained. <laughs> just, Those uh, videos drive me insane. Just trying to make sure we have uh, all our SEO taken care of, so we're not liars. When the ending isn't <laughs> confusing, and someone's like, I "Ending explained," like ending credits explained. Like, yeah, no. <laughs> when it's yeah, when it's just a straight. Do you mean the movie ending? Guys, and then we left the theater. My closest friends do them ending explains. They're, they're great. Dominating us in views right now. I'm not um, saying they don't get clicks. I'm saying they don't get integrity. Well, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Easter eggs. Did you notice that Easter eggs? Easter eggs. Point them out. Uh, so we're not liars. Oh, they mentioned Drakov from Black Widow. Yeah, they boom, did. That was cool. Easter eggs. Good you Easter egg count. Yeah. Boom, I, and I, about you, I didn't catch that. Marvel stuff. Nice. Do I, I find the restaurant times. they went to was the shawarma restaurant at the beginning? Did you guys notice that? <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm bullshitting. No, I was like, there's no way. I was yeah. like replaying all that in my head. Yeah. I was like, wait a second. Yeah, there's no. I'm lying to you. Guys. Uh, and is graphic like Irish? Uh, it doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> alrighty, guys. Let's, well, what did you think about this episode? Hey, list your nitpicks down below. Woo! Uh, thank you, guys. That's the new thing we say now. List your nitpicks <laughs> down below. Pick a nit. Um, you subscribe. Leave a like. Keep a lookout for our Comic Con panel. Just go to every single day and then to go. I don't know when they're going to be here, but I'm going I'm going to every panel until I find them. Let's <laughs> end this to the Patreon. Crying Ryan Smith. I want to take a peek at Kevin Meek. Adrian Timms just wants to live in The Sims. Keep it real, Nagas. Heather Gear pouring her life away by downing beer. Ian Simon loves the films of Doug Liman. Sunghai Glover killed his brother. Kayla the King's speech. Alan Ling refused to throw the ring into Mordor. You'll be hurting after a run-in with Logan Burton. Kiera broke my friend's heart. His name was Kevin Herrera. Eric Comic Cons 1939. Coosey Coosey said my skin looks Lucy Lucy. Put on my X-ray specs when I look at Nick X. One Longoria shut down Fangoria. Get a whiff of that fragrant Cliff Rodriguez. Master T always has yellow pee. Looking like a snackster, Lorenzo Baxter. Differently sane tripped a woman with a cane. Lauren American horse conquering an obstacle course. Of course. Simply faded makes me feel berated. Simeon Justice 94. Rosie Beatty so goddamn shady. Colin... Insert a rhyme with Joseph Stalin. Or Ballin? I feel like we've done Stalin, but either way, I'm fallen for you. Philip J. Smith Jr. wishes my death would come sooner. Jen Smith is not a Ken, she's a Barbie. Melanie LeBlanc beat up a monk. Good. 
They had it coming. All right, guys. Well, I hope you appreciated John's hyper sarcasm and my sincerity in this shout out today. Always. Thank you guys for being here. You guys rock. Just You're all really great human beings. So much. Ignore John's cruelty. Yeah, you don't have to. You know, hold me accountable for the cruel actions. That's that done, I take. you asshole. I hate everything except you guys.